Hi, I'm Amy Porter, and this is my podcast. My mission is to show people how to empower themselves through music, business, and media. I try to see as clearly as possible how I can help. I showcase the music that I've played and the people I've met along the way. I'm a wife and a stepmom. You might know me as a professor, a performer, a producer, a publisher, a recording artist. I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. Welcome in to my Porter Flute Pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. It's Season 6, Episode 10. Last season, I didn't do a podcast during the holidays, so I thought I'd end the season with episodes filled with advice for getting through it all. You know, it's that time of year when you could be beginning or ending your day in the dark. And it's the time of year we're supposed to love our family and our neighbors, but you could be at the end of your tether with all that. Or you could be in the middle of 28 performances of the Nutcracker season, making the money and spending it on everyone else. So I chose the most obvious of titles, a musician's winter break, yin or yang. Yin being restorative and yang being filled with power. Both will be productive, my friend. Believe me. I appreciate the students who I spoke to about this topic. They shared their insights with me into what they might consider doing over their three to four week winter break. I went to the vault and chose some J.S. Bach to go along with the conversation. This is from my album in translation. You can find it everywhere. It's Bach's Cello Suite Number no. 4 in E-flat major. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. I'm so happy you're here. Let's begin by putting some lists together about what it is we've done and what it is we've left undone. And there we will see what our next move should be. So if you are putting together a list and you're tired and worn out and behind schedule and not getting your act together, so to speak, then perhaps a good old fashioned talk with a family member or friend is what you need. A cry, some journaling, honor your crappy season. It's that time of year where anger precedes patience. And so I think you shouldn't take on everyone else's troubles. So in that list, you would say, these are my troubles and these are other people's troubles. And you can say things like, not my horse, not my rodeo, right? Reevaluate when you can say yes and when you can say no. And that's the top of your list right there. Obligation to the number one person in your life. Yes, that's you. It's not selfish when it's done through care, compassion. And there's still a sense of commitment there to the person or the school or the job. You just don't have the drama. So write down what you've been doing well, what went right, and then write a list of what you could be doing without getting involved in the drama of the day, right? There's a fun concept we can go to. It's yin and yang. Uh, they're represented through Chinese philosophy. It's a concept of opposites that are organized into cycles, meaning 
the patterns that happen when change and differences happen. And it can often be seen as a universal balancing, keeping that cycle of life always flowing and never stagnant, the yin and the yang. The Oxford Dictionary defines yin as the passive female principle of the universe, characterized as female and sustaining and associated with the earth, dark and cold. And yang is the active male principle of the universe, characterized as male and creative and associated with heaven, heat, and light. I can see our sustaining earth as nurturing. Do you need nurturing? After all the services and gigs and family commitments and markets are over, would it feel amazing to experience a massage or get that gym membership going again? Do you need someone to give you an act of pure care? Like we could create a spa just for you. That kind of care can include aromatherapy, massage, touch, movement, quiet time, or meditation, or creating happy endorphins like I do at the gym or through entertainment, like movies, reading books, listening to podcasts. And often I'll just fall onto the yoga mat. And I'll just move as my body asks me to move, especially at a hotel room uh, during a busy weekend, flute festival or concerto time. It's a powerful and restful time and I allow my brain to shut off and the body simply to be in its own joy. The candles are lit, the night is peaceful and I can absorb my own peace of mind. Not just sit there and think, oh, I'll try and be peaceful in an hour. Ask your family for your alone time. I do it. My husband gives me an entire hour in the morning before he comes into the kitchen because I'm in the living room with the dogs and my yoga mat and my coffee, my Course in Miracles, the journal. And quite frankly, if I can't help myself, I can't help you. I can't help my husband. I can't help my family. Healers, teachers and caregivers must take care of themselves first before moving on to help the others. And that way, everyone has a nice holiday.
I'll start with some yin restorative practices that you could bring to mind for yourself. The first one I heartily propose, go on vacation and don't take your instrument. Yes, the silence is so good for the mind. I know for me that I sing in my head everything that I'm playing currently. And I have earworms for weeks after the performances. So not listening to music or playing music is definitely an option for the most burnt out condition. Here's another one. Create a new practice space. That's always nice. I created a room for myself in my home. It's called my dressing room where I don't practice. And there's no sign of music or the flute in this room. And then I have a practice parlor where I remind myself of my why. There's a piano, there's music, there's cabinets with music, some photos, alumni awards that I've won, and they send me reminders of love to keep going. That way I'm either in the practice room or I'm not in the practice room. So reimagine your practice space, even if you only have one room as your entire space, give it one corner and see if it helps your holiday. And into the coming year, your whole way of living. Here's another thing you could do without the instrument. Reevaluate your biography. So sit with yourself and ask, what have I done? And what could I show on my resume that I haven't thought about? Reevaluate your rep list. Are there holes in the rep list? What's a hole in the rep list? Well, those are pieces you haven't played that you could add to the list that maybe you should have gotten around to, or it's a glaring hole of modern music techniques or some of the romantic or Baroque repertoire. Just add that, you know, to your rep list. How about reading biographies of the musicians who've done what you're trying to do? That's a great thing to do. Break open the quants book or any other research book that is an online information coming from unreliable sources. Let's get the reliable sources out. Okay, another idea. When was the last time you got a manicure for those hands that work so hard? Let me tell you, the nail salon is not the place to get self-conscious. Everyone's there for their reason. And the hands and the feet, they carry us through our lives without any attention. So maybe treat yourself to that nail salon experience this season. Uh, You should be spending about $40 with a tip for a manicure, and it could last, you know, weeks. And you should spend about 80 bucks with a tip, that's with a tip, for both the manicure and a pedicure, just the simple pedicure. Hey, if you're going for that healing and restorative yin holiday, join our website, aos-wellness.com, for changing content in movement, breathing, meditation, practice, and wisdom. Get yourself to a yoga class or take our own yoga classes at home on our website. And those of you who want a musically restorative break, I'd suggest Moise's tone development through interpretation. Listen to yourself carefully in many different key signatures because he has you transposing. Learn those arias. You'll enjoy knowing them throughout your whole life and you'll get to know the operas and the famous works that uh, Moise uses in the book and you'll know them much better. I also prescribe quite often 
Wally Kujala's Vade Mecham for the winter break. Oh, and don't forget, Pasquale Bona's rhythmic articulation is great for those of you who still have trouble counting. Let me talk about what would be a powerful holiday break. One where you broke your back practicing? No. And I will repeat, no. No practicing for hours over break. It doesn't get you heat and light and any closer to heaven. (laughs) It will cause pain unless you reimagine your practice routine while growing your goals. So let's begin with mapping out a year of goals and then reverse engineering the year to see how you'd get there. Plan out the repertoire for the season. If you have a ton of music to learn, please don't go too fast. That breeds wrong notes and incorrect rhythms and all kinds of bad things. (laughs) Go slowly, take one piece at a time. It's like a banquet meal. It won't do any good to try to eat everything in one sitting. New repertoire is so fun to look at, and you look at the cover and you say, oh, I'm going to play this. And yet it can be a minefield for the mistakes. Here's another idea of something to do that's proactive and full of momentum. You could do what I did one year and get proactive about the pieces I had on an album. Radio stations love getting free music, so one year I sent 12 CDs to 12 radio stations with a cover letter. And I'm not sure if it worked, but I can never say it was a lost cause. At least I tried for the airplay. Do you have a friend in town over the break that you can jam with? Play duets and trios with other people and let go of the stress of playing a concert all the time. Just hang out and play with the others. True chamber music. It's music in the music parlor or music chamber. Are you getting ready for a recital and it's coming up fast? Then you're going to want to play a mock audition or a concert. There's nothing more beautiful than a holiday home soiree. Try it out, especially for the chamber music groups that have competitions coming up in the winter months. I love etudes, you all know, and I encourage you to love etudes and trying out new ones. So there's some, there's a, there's a, 
motivational thing you can do over the break. Find your new etudes and they will help you learn the new pieces that you'll tackle in the spring. How about learning new fingerings like that of the Baroque flute or the Bansuri flute? Have you ever tried learning a raga? Go to ragasphere.com and meet Neetan Amin and let him teach you ragas. And let Rachel Brown teach you the differences of Baroque and modern interpretation on tonebase.com. Why don't you take the break and learn your modes? We talked about the new mode scale book coming out, blues scales, and how about beginning jazz improvisation? There are fear factors involved in all this, but as Professor Dennis Wilson here at the University of Michigan, professor of jazz, he says, quote, the objective is not to play like a great jazz artist. The real objective is to know what you're playing at all times. This will help you control the notes rather than let them control you. Try simple songs, modal songs, standard songs. I'm I'm going to suggest jamming during the carols this season. (laughs) And then he says, start manipulating the rhythm or the melody and honoring the unique characteristic of your instrument. Quite often we say we're going to sleep for days when we're finished our holiday gigging. Or that semester is finally over. I'm going to sleep for weeks. Well, my friends, unfortunately our nervous systems are shot. So we won't be sleeping restful sleep unless we have complete quiet at home. But then we're shot physically also because maybe the gym or the yoga mat went by the wayside and we're physically hurting from not moving. Like me, I've been sitting for days in an auditorium seat, listening to hours and hours of jury music and concerti, and my back is broken for days. It happens every single year. So now I get smart and I stand and I walk around, but the pain is real. It's my back-breaking season for sure. Physically and mentally, we need rest and recovery. So, again, like I said in the opening, stay away from drama-filled people, action-packed schedules, and please leave a lot of roomy, airy time to simply be. I'm not saying waste time, but I'm saying enjoy free time. Would you like three smart scheduling tips? So here they are from all the training in my businesses. And we're gonna be scheduling 
not events, but we're going to be scheduling our goals because it's break and that's what we're thinking about. So the number one thing I mentioned earlier in passing, it's called reverse engineering. You begin with the end date in mind for your goal or your accomplishment, and then you work backwards and schedule the necessary time chunks over days and weeks to reach the goal within the time frame you want. And if it isn't realistic, you adjust the goal. The goal isn't toxic stress, okay? It's success. It's what you're going towards. So if it's, again, if it's not the time of season, if it's not the, the time of year for you to make uh, plans and reverse engineer uh, for a goal, then don't do it. But if this is what you're trying to do, then take a few hours in the day, a few minutes in the day, and just start reverse engineering your goal. Often I leave an hour for something, it takes 20 minutes. So just try that. Number two, guesstimate. Guesstimate in scheduling. How long will this take? And I just said it, right? I schedule for an hour and it takes me 20 minutes. Use, use your best judgment and get something done now and then check in with your progress. You'll begin to feel how long things actually take and then you'll make adjustments to your calendar accordingly. And going for progress is better than going for perfection. So if I feel I'm finished in 20 minutes, I don't need to spend the other 40 questioning what I've done. So guesstimate how long it'll take. And third, there's a law called Parkinson's Law. And it refers to the idea that work expands to fit the time allotted. Meaning, if you give yourself two months to get something done, you'll probably take two months to do it. However, if you only had two days to complete the same task and it was a must, you'll find a way to make it happen in that time frame. I can guarantee you. And the way to leverage the principle when you're scheduling is to experiment with setting those tight yet realistic deadlines. Try it out and continue to challenge your assumptions about how quickly you can get things done. That way, you're saving time for what matters most during your holiday season, which is your alone time so that you can be nice and friendly and helpful and hosting and all the things that you have to be to everyone else.
So I leave you with lists to make, and they're not lists of gifts to give people, or cards to send, or wishes for the new year. They are practices to restore or ignite action. So start your lists and understand that you're taking care of you. You can find me as Porter Flute on threads, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find me at amyporter.com, amyporterproductions.com, and don't forget aos-wellness.com for your holiday break. You can find transcripts of our show over at porterflute.com. Thanks for being in Porterflute Pod. I'm so grateful for you.